And so we've just found if we make plans, if we have some structure to the weekend, it helps. If we have no plans and we're all just in the house, the weekend literally feels a hundred hours long. It just feels like hard to get through. It feels like all of our patients' levels are lower. So having some structure when you have these long um, breaks, I think is key. And this is Amy yeah, 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 yeah. saying this. So <laughs> if it's hard for Amy, think about how hard it is for those of us who like run on a plan. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Today's episode is going to air Christmas week for those that celebrate Christmas, so we wanted to keep it shorter today. We know it's a really busy season and that the season can be very overwhelming. I know it gets a lot of credit for being a joyous part of the year, but I think it also has challenges, including being overstimulated. For a lot of us, this year will look different than other years. I know that my little family, we're not doing any of our big gatherings that we typically do. And while some people are saying that they're excited that their gathering will be smaller and calmer, I kind of laugh at that because my immediate family, our three little boys and my husband and I, it's so hands-on when it's that (laughs) group. Like there's no, I don't know what we're, who's talking about this calm stuff. It, that's not my experience with our three little kids. Um, So for me, much smaller gathering, but I know the energy is still going to be there. And when our parents come into town, Drew's parents or my parents come into town, they're able to entertain our kids and it feels truly like a break for us. That has been one of the hardest parts of going through this season of COVID for us. Drew's family, um, Drew's dad specifically, has some health issues that make him a more at-risk population. They were our go-tos. Like They have been amazing with our boys. They will watch them so that we can go on dates or go on a walk or do, you know, for weekends away even. They were our biggest support people. And so as COVID has gotten worse in certain areas. Um, We haven't been able to see them. And that has been really, really hard for us. So today I am giving myself this space to be sad about the loss of our biggest support system. Well, that support system, it feels like a break for us because we're always on, but it feels like a gift to those people who help because they don't have to do it every day. Like my parents always say, they're like, oh, this is so fun to do for a day or even a whole weekend because they're not hands-on all the time. So it's kind of like a special way for them to be able to give back and spend one-on-one time with their grandkids. My grandma's 93, so the health concerns, like we get it there too. And she's my only living grandparent, which just makes like an extra tug because I don't know how much longer she'll be here. Right. And she's only met Owen one time, and that was 
it was a very awkward situation. Like it was outside. Everyone was wearing masks, but we just know that this is kind of how it is right now. It's, it's hard bringing a baby into the world in the middle of a pandemic. Right. And our little family feels very thankful. We've still been able to see my dad who listens to every single podcast episode and he brings this incredible energy into our house. He can definitely hold his own with these three little boys and entertain them. So we do feel really thankful for that. And um, we just wanted to express, we're right there with you guys. I know some of you guys, even if you live across the country from your family or even in a different country, it's been a really hard time. I have a friend that hasn't seen her parents for going on a year now. Mm -hmm. They live in a different country and it just hasn't been that they can travel here or they can go there. So we know it's a really hard time. Okay, so we wanted to stand in solidarity and start that way. But today we did want to get into something that would be helpful. And so we wanted to talk about the strategies that Abby and I have come up with over the years that really help us to enjoy our time, even if it is a more full season, even if it is you're feeling very demanded, like how can you get to a place where you're still feeling good? So my number one point is find the time to be alone. And when I say this, I want you guys to think very doable things. So for example, when I was on my second maternity leave and we had just had Trey, that was November. He was born in November. So it was very cold. It got dark at 5 p.m. But every single night I would bundle myself up like a true Wisconsin girl. And I would go for a walk. And it was like the cold air hitting my face was actually so refreshing. I, my nervous system was on overdrive, having two kids, trying to do all the things. I needed silence. I needed time alone. I needed my body to not be holding or nursing someone. I needed to be by myself. So I would leave true you know, I would feed Trey, hand him off, leave Drew with these two little kids and just go for a 15, 20 minute walk. Very doable. Additionally, in that season, and I've said this before, is that I would take when once we got Trey to bed, I would take a 10 or 15 minute shower. And again, I needed to be by myself. I needed it to be a hot shower music blaring, no one needs me. And that helps me to feel like I am cared for, to feel like I am able to rejuvenate so that I could be the best person. Um, It's funny because when I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't really focus on coupleship at that point. Like I, you're in those survival mode days where I'm like, I honestly just need to be cared for myself. And so for me, the priority was not sorry. Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we just got to get through this really tough stretch. And then like, that's definitely a priority. So now that we're further out, we've got these three kids, our youngest one is 18 months, I'm able to leave for a more solid chunk of time, as is Drew. So we work together to make sure that both of us, because this alone time really 
is beneficial for both Drew and I. So maybe it resonates with some of you. It's this reset. So we both make sure that we still get it. And that takes communication. That takes planning. That takes like a good attitude to be a team player. Um, And so I know we're going to do that this week. And making sure that those 15 minutes are spent doing something that you actually want to do. Right. So for so much of this, like with my pump breaks, like I call it a break, but for 30 minutes, I'm like hooked up to plastic and it doesn't really feel like a break because I'm still working. It's nice because I'm away from people. I'm alone. It's silent besides the noise of that super loud Modella. <laughs> but I also need to make sure that I'm taking those 15 minutes of doing something that I also just completely love myself. So you like saying this right now, I'm like, yeah, I, I should not be hooked up to a pump on my only break of the entire day. <laughs> Perfectly, Abby, to make a break, like a productive oh, thing. Yes. And, and But I think that speaks to a lot of women. I think a lot of women use their quote unquote breaks to do multiple things to move the family forward. And we just, we can't do that because then we're always on overdrive. That That's where the overstimulation really comes in. And then point two, like totally different topic, the phone. The phone can be a trigger. It can be a trigger for yourself. It can be a trigger when someone else is on it. Um, we have this really funny rule. And my closest friends, they laugh about this, but we have a no cell phone in bed rule. So we don't have a TV in our room and we're not allowed to have our cell phones in our bed. Colin and, my, Colin and me both agree that beds are literally for sex and for sleeping. Like that's what they're for. And so it's been this like, it, right away, it was difficult, obviously, you like want to get that last text message away, you want to check your fantasy football stats, if you're my husband. Um, but it just has let us like communicate and connect in a way that we wouldn't have been able to before. Amy and I were talking before this, and we don't break the rules, although I will be like sending an email while standing next to the bed once in a while. <laughs> That's kind of breaking the rules. That's kind well, of I pressed her on it when I heard her point. I was like, Abby, how are you boxing me at 930 then? Like, and she will stand outside stand of her bed with her phone in her hand so she doesn't break the rule. But for her, it's that boundary of like, this isn't going to come into my bed. And then I said, I'm like, well, if you're standing you're not going to be on it for as long as if you literally bring it into your bed. So I totally felt that point. I was talking to my friend Alicia, who was episode 11, episode 11. And she's our resident stay at home mom, guys. So if you guys, if anybody is resonating with that in this season, she's incredible. And she was just telling me how she was taking these big breaks from her phone because she felt like it was really pulling her out of being present with her kids to the point of she would be like in the bathroom scrolling on Instagram and like hoping that her kids didn't interrupt her. We can all that like resonates with all of us. Like we Mm -hmm. all get sucked into our phones. Abby and I have our hands up. What we're bringing to the table with this point is that we have consciously like for me on Friday mornings, I just won't touch my phone for a few hours And it just feels like this big break, even though on Fridays I'm home with my kids. And when I was checking it, it was just like five minutes here, 10 minutes there. There's just this whole shift in like conscious presence that you're able to have when you don't have your phone. When I put my phone away at night and I am fully present for Drew and we that's when we have our best nights. And that's when I feel like a really good partner. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why this point was important for us to make um, because we feel the benefits of it. And Abby and I were also joking around because this can be such an issue for couples. So Drew and I do not have a no phones in bed rule and he will bring his phone in bed and that he's like, babe, I work all day. Then we have our kids at home that this is my only time. I check my stocks. I check my fantasy football. I like to go on Instagram for a minute. You get to do that all day. He's like, this is my time. And I think that he has a very valid point. He's like, you know what? Because you feel all done with your phone for the day, like you are telling me like I need to be done with mine. And I'm like, wow, he's really checking me there. Like I get his point, but it's something Drew and I are still working at because we both want to feel good. We both want to feel like we have a partner at the end of the night and both of us being on our phone side by side doesn't provide that. Mm Mm-mm. And for anybody who's type A out there that needs a little bit of help, I have learned this from years of traveling. So on an airplane, you obviously can't use your phone. You put it into something called airplane mode. And just recently, I started doing that even when I'm not on an airplane, because obviously with the pandemic, we're not flying anywhere. But you can still have your phone with you for emergencies. You can still have your phone with you if you really need to take a photo of your kid doing something super cute, for instance. But when it's on airplane mode, no one can reach you. Like you're not hearing that constant ding of a text message or seeing that notification come up from an app. You can be present in that moment without anything else pulling you away. And I think that's just those little things that you can do. I, I used to go for walks and not bring my phone. I'd leave it in the car until Colin was like, Abby, that's not safe. Like You should probably have your phone with you. Um, but even when I'm out for a walk, like I'll, it'll be on airplane mode. And it's just a way that I can connect with nature with the sounds of nature if there is a podcast i can download it beforehand but you're not constantly being pulled in another direction um i just think that it can be overstimulating like there's always something or somebody who needs us so doing that has helped a ton right and start slow and there's no shame like don't feel bad like we are just giving you these ideas so maybe it's like Abby has Sundays, she's very light on her phone. Mm-hmm. That's her day. She likes to take off of Instagram. She doesn't post very much. So sorry that your DMs aren't answering Sundays, guys. <laughs> now you know my secret. <laughs> um, and for me, it's Friday morning. I take a big chunk of the morning and I just, that's my reset and I love it. So maybe you just find a day where you're like, you know what? This is my day. I'm off and that's fine. Or maybe even it's a couple nights a week with your husband. You're, you guys agree. You're like, okay, Tuesdays, Thursdays, we're not doing phones at all. Figure out what works for you. I love that. Uh, the next point, point three, was to have some structure. So I'm speaking to the people that um, are going to have multiple days at home with their partner or their kids. I think what can happen is you don't plan anything because you're like, we don't have it. We don't have anything to do. We're just going to be home. Like what's, what's the need for structure. But I will say the hardest weekends for the five of us have been when we don't make any plans. And yes, for sure, plans look different for us right now, but they still work. So what we've found is that if we have little trips out of our house that we do very safely. So for example, last a couple weeks ago, I took the two older toddlers out of the house for a walk by a lake in the fresh air, masks on, no one, no one else. Um, 
that was such a nice part of our day because we drove down there, we got smoothies on the way, we went for a walk. I mean, it was a three-hour adventure and it just broke up our Sunday in such a nice way where Drew could have some time alone with Cole and then Cole could nap. And the five of us being in the house all at the same time is like is a lot. It's a whole situation. <laughs> I wish that people could see it. They'd be like, holy cow. It's so loud. It's very overstimulating for especially I think for the parents. Um so we have found or Drew and Trey, which Drew and Trey have this like little bit of a complicated relationship because Trey is very loud and Drew is very triggered by like very loud um, kids. So, but they will sneak out of the house every weekend, just the two of them to run errands and they come back and they are like skipping into the door. Like they have such a precious time together and it means so much to all of us to see them enjoy their time together. I'm like tearing up, <laughs> but um, just ideas like that. Drew and I also each work out it on the weekend in the morning. So he'll go to the gym and then he'll come back and then I will work out. And so we've just found if we make plans, if we have some structure to the weekend, it helps. If we have no plans and we're all just in the house, the weekend literally feels a hundred hours long. It just feels like hard to get through. It feels like all of our patients' levels are lower. So having some structure when you have these long um, breaks, I think is key. And this is Amy yeah, yeah, yeah. saying this. So <laughs> if it's hard for Amy, think about how hard it is for those of us who like run on a plan. Um, last weekend, that one felt exceptionally heavy. Daycare was closed. It was our fault. It had been closed for a, a while or they had told us that it had been closed, but we didn't mark it on our calendar. So we had three days in a row with no plans and a lot of kids. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I had a mini breakdown. Like I had a mini tiny breakdown and it was to the point where everything was bothering me. Like when the dog whining, like you just, you have to leave the house. Colin asking where something was, like I snapped so many times. I had tunnel vision. I was like praying for Monday to come. And I'm worried that that's going to keep on happening yeah. if we don't make plans. Right. So we finally did. We we found a county park. Nobody was there. The kids ran. The dog ran. Colin stayed home, did what he wanted to do, which was watching football. Like that, like, some energy. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, babe, but that's what works for you. I'm more of a plant. I need sunshine and fresh air. But hey, whatever works for you. And we came back finally refreshed. But it's like you do need those breaks in the day and you need to make those plans ahead of time. Otherwise, this is going to be a long winter. Right. And Drew and I kind of had a pep talk with the two of us and we're like, you know what? This is the winter. And it should always be this way, right? But like this is the winter where we're bundling the kids up and they are going to go outside and we're going to go outside and that it just needs to happen. Like obviously if it's so cold, we won't. But those like there has to be some variation in the day and getting outside can be a really big one. And all these conversations, it's making me think about the therapy visits that I've had and how much the conversation has changed from March when it was really heavy with our diagnosis and I was talking to my better help counselor to the summer when Owen was about to be born and I was having all these second thoughts to now that he is here and the added workload there. 
And then with winter coming, like all the unknowns and the uncertainty around the pandemic and around what we're going to do with all these kids in a house, like these can be deep conversations. And yes, we can have these conversations on the podcast with your closest friends, with the people you love, but talking to a licensed therapist, like they look at it from an angle and can give you so much more insight than you can get just from talking to like everyday people. And it's been so helpful having that BetterHelp counselor at my fingertips, being able to send her a quick message. It's almost like a text message chain. Um, You don't have to even have it just on a phone conversation. You can meet through video, phone, or that chat feature. And it's just really helpful, especially on those days that you're feeling so overstimulated. So as a reminder, they are one of our sponsors and you do get 10% off your first month with www.betterhelp.com backslash herself. Again, that's betterhelp.com backslash herself for 10% off your first month. So kind of moving back into this, the point four that we want to bring up today is one that I struggle with every single day, and it's not having to do that thing right in that moment. Like the urgency around some of these things, it's just you yourself putting the urgency on it. Um, Sometimes I wonder if it's the actual noise, like that phone notification going off or the dog whining at the door. I wonder if that's the thing that's overstimulating or the fact that it requires me to actually do something. Like for instance, when Ari... I, I, I I'm obviously am triggered by this dog. Right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. It happened a lot this morning where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get all these kids ready off to daycare. And here's this dog, like one more thing to do. I love you, buddy, but you're 11 years old. and It's been a long 11 years. <laughs> we have kids. Um, but he'll whine right as we sit down at the end of the day. Like we put the kids to bed. We poured a glass of wine. We're ready to watch a show. We're ready to have a conversation. And that's when he needs to go out. Like, are you kidding me? That's when you need to go outside. <laughs> So I sometimes think of like all those triggering noises as just being overstimulation of like something else you have to do that day. But I want you to pause because is it, is it something that has to get done right then? Like is the urgency actually real or is it something that you're putting on yourself? So yeah, maybe a kid like hanging out on the counter that might require some immediate action to get them down. But other things, they can come after you take that pause they can come tomorrow. Like you can wait and hold off till tomorrow and get the help and the rest that you actually need. Otherwise, we're going to be running around like crazy. Like we'll be running around like crazy all the time, putting out these little fires that don't really need to be put out right then. I think it's really funny that that was your point and my point was that we need structure. Because <laughs> that was like the opposite. <laughs> Our opposite personalities are like we're like reaching for the other person. Yeah. Like sometimes you need something that might not makes sense necessarily with your personality but like you pick something up and you're like okay yeah like actually some structure feels good Mm -hmm. and that's where we can learn from the people that we love most and then finally for our last point point number five this feels heavy like some of this stuff feels really heavy on us as women on us as parents and we feel like we're kind of taking away the joys of our kids lives. at least i feel that way like i feel like our kids are missing out on so much of life But I also am realizing that they are far more resilient than we think they are. They're far more resilient than we are in many cases. This brings me back to April. So Lucy's birthday was at the beginning of April. And we usually have a big old party with both sides of the family coming. Um, It was going to be the first time that they had seen the whole group in a while. 
And we didn't have that because it was right at the peak of COVID. We were staying very, very safe. So we opted for a Zoom meeting. And even when I said that, I was like, womp, womp. We're going to send out a Zoom invite to all these friends and family and like hope that they join on. But you guys, when we sent that invite out, our family, we have a lot of family on the East Coast. They all joined. Our family from Illinois, they were all able to come. My grandma, 93 years old, she was able to join. People could come that haven't that have never been to our house, that have never even met um, Micah because it was virtual. And Lucy, the, I mean, I, I, we have a million videos of her because obviously in COVID-19, you're taking videos of your kids and sending it over to friends and family instead of them seeing people in person. But how she lit up when she saw all of those people on the computer, like I will never forget those moments. I will never forget how excited she was. And for the first time in her entire life, maybe until her wedding, honestly, it's going to be the only time where all of her friends and family were in the same room at the same time. And talk about the part where she's not, she won't forget it either. She keeps on talking about it. Like <laughs> we were bringing it up because uh, Owen's birthday obviously was a couple months ago. We're like, oh yeah, his, his birthday will always be on August 22nd, just like how your birthday is always on April 2nd. We're like learning the, the little pieces of life right now. And she goes, oh, Will everyone join on the computer again? Will I get to see everybody on the computer again? Because I had I had lots of birthdays this year. I had lots of friends this year. And she's never been able to say that before. So it's just cool that she remembers that moment. And she remembers it as an awesome and exciting moment. So people that are out there that kind of roll their eyes at the Zoom birthday parties or the Zoom family holiday gathering, I feel you because to be honest, I am one of you. <laughs> But I just think that it really is important to still connect with family and friends at this time. And if it's the best option we have, I think it's still worth it. I wanted to add that my sister, Crystal, who was in episode 22, she had this really... Episode 19. Shoot. (laughs) Episode 19. She had this uh, really awesome idea where she is sending my kids an activity It's like this dino activity that she knows that they'll really love. And what we're going to do is on the Zoom call, she's got three kids. I've got three kids. We're going to have them do this fun holiday activity together so that during the call, the kids can be engaged and excited about it. And it'll be something like fresh and new and an activity. So that was just one idea for those of you that are skeptical about things like that. I do think that it's still important to make sure that we're connecting, that our little people are connecting, and I'm really looking forward to it. Crystal, I love that idea. And it's something fun that instead of just jumping on a Zoom call and being like, what are we going to talk about? You can interact and it can be fun and engaging. So let's go through those five one more time. Number one, finding time to be alone. Number two, just checking in with yourself as it relates to your phone. Number three, having some structure. Number four, really figuring out, do you have to do this thing right away? And number five, Zoom it up. Zoom it up. (laughs) (laughs) Make the connections that you can still make. Check in on your people. We still need to do those things, even if it's not your preference, as it is not mine. (laughs) Um, Our greatest wish for you guys this holiday season is that you're going to ask for what you need. And that you won't feel like your self-care time is selfish. You're going to see the greater purpose in it is feeling your best. 
I know it pays dividends for Abby and I and that these tips have really helped us. So our wish is that we can pay these forward and the ones that speak to you, you can plug into your life.